Which player from the Buffalo Bills should you be buying this offseason? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. You can also check out Kate uh, Majuk, my co-host, on Twitter at Kate underscore. Or no, it's not, it's not underscore. It's just at Kate Majuk. Check her out. She does some fantastic work. Uh, at the Gaming Society. Kate, how are you doing this morning? I'm sad, Marcus, because we don't have any football this season, at least not real football. Well, this week, And I'm yeah. devastated. Yeah, I, I need, I'm already starting to feel the shakes. I'm starting to sweat. I'm having the withdrawals a little bit. But that's okay, because Dynasty, as we know, never takes a break at any point. And we've got some interesting teams to talk about. He teased at the top of the show, we are, of course, going to talk about the Buffalo Bills, but surprise, we are going to also talk about the Dallas Cowboys. And folks, we obviously have the honor of having a very special guest on our show today, uh, Marcus Mosier from the Locked On Cowboys podcast, who's our inside source. And I'm I'm excited to talk about the Cowboys because they're an interesting team for a lot of reasons. Um, we kind of talked about this before the show doesn't feel like there's a lot of value in this team from a dynasty perspective, but sometimes, Marcus, sometimes that means that this is a buy low window for XYZ and these miscellaneous, but there's a lot of question marks about this offense. And I do wonder if that could create some buy low opportunity. So let's start from the top. I'm going to let you lead this segment, Marcus, because this is your team after all. Yep. Who is the most valuable dynasty asset in the Dallas Cowboys offense? And you're not allowed to say CeeDee Lamb. Oh, stop. It's CeeDee yeah. Lamb. It, it's CeeDee. But, um, you just, that was such a gimme. Come on. I, I will say that we, we, we were a little bit cautious on CeeDee Lamb the first two years, not that we didn't love the talent. It's just that there were so many other weapons and stuff, but I thought once you and I both thought once he got in this role as the Cowboys, number one receiver, he would take off. And that's exactly what he did. 107 catches, 1400 yards a season, nine touchdowns. Kate, he's being ranked as the wide receiver four, but that also just happens to be the number four overall player on dynasty league football. And honestly, it feels right. But you could also talk me into being in one spot higher. So currently, right now, we've got Justin Jefferson at one, Jamar Chase at two. If you wanted to move CD Lynn up over AJ Brown, who's sitting at wide receiver three, I would have no problem with that at all. I, I mean, from a workload perspective, right? Like, there are so many questions about what is the future of this Dallas Cowboys offense. Uh, you have Dalton Schultz, who is a free agent, you have Tony Pollard, who is now injured also a free agent. You have Ezekiel Elliott, who uh, his role as a receiver has declined. The ball's got to go somewhere, right? And you and I both know that Dak Prescott is capable, uh, a capable enough quarterback to 
produce a viable fantasy asset. So I, you know, I think one of the the most interesting aspects of CeeDee Lamb's game is the fact that he he plays so much out of the slot. That can be money, pure money, yeah. uh, especially in full PPR formats because of just the way they utilize players out of the slot to move the chains, just to get those those 10 yards, live to see another down. And CeeDee Lamb is a very, very reliable wide receiver. So in full PPR formats, you can uh, maybe talk me into CeeDee Lamb above A.J. Brown. I don't know if I would consider the same in half PPR or um, standard leagues. Just because of that touchdown upside, I think, gives A.J. Brown just a slightly bigger edge. but so, I, I definitely think the volume is there for CD Lamb. I will say I think there's a chance, Kate, that we see CD Lamb get even more volume next year because the Cowboys moved on from Kellen Moore and they're going to Mike McCarthy's offense, which has historically been pass, 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 pass. Right? They want to throw the ball all over the field. As good as CD Lamb was this year, he only got 155 targets. And there is certainly a world where he could get 180, 184 targets like Justin Jefferson got last year. And they're just throwing more in the red zone because the Cowboys were one of the most run-heavy teams in the in the red zone this year. And all of a sudden, we see CD putting up, you know, Devontae Adams numbers like he did in Green Bay under McCarthy. So, Do you feel, though, that like nine touchdowns is this – because – for me, where I'm at with CeeDee Lamb, nine nine touchdowns feels like a ceiling for CeeDee Lamb and the style of play. That's my concern with CeeDee Lamb versus an A.J. Brown. Um, do you share that concern at all or no? I mean, a little bit. I, I think he's somebody that's probably always going to be around eight-ish touchdowns a year, right? But if you look at his touchdown total, six, six, nine. And you look at how many targets he got inside the red zone, it almost feels like we could have some positive regression here. And with the Cowboys, they, again, they ran more than any other team in the red zone last year. And with Ezekiel Elliott's status kind of up in the air, Tony Pollard's status up in the air, we'll talk about Dalton Schultz in just a second. Maybe next year is the year where we see CD get double the amount of red zone targets. So I wouldn't be surprised, Kate, if it's coming up where he just has one of these years where all of a sudden it's 14 touchdowns for Lamb on top of 1400 yards. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely on the nose. They're ranked 4th in targets, 4th in receptions, 6th in receiving yards, 11th in total air yards on the season. Like I don't see an opportunity or I I don't see a world where his opportunity decreases. Um barring of course injury. Um we know the ceiling is sky high uh, in week 10 posted nearly 40 fantasy points against Green Bay. Um, And I honestly think after uh, the the Cowboys exit in the postseason uh, and in the news of, uh, you know, Kellen Moore's departure, all of this signals uh, that, like, generally speaking, people are panicking um, about this Cowboys offense just a little bit. You should. And again, that that feels like. Uh, potential buy low window. If you're concerned about uh, Mike McCarthy calling plays, I, I think you leverage that to go buy CD Lamb. Yep. Um, 
Again, but, I don't know if the offense is going to be better for the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy. It's very likely not. But what we do know is historically McCarthy loves to throw the ball. He's going to throw the ball a ton. So I think C.D. Lamb is just he has a chance for even more volume while maintaining his efficiency, which is great news for us dynasty players, Kate. Um, it really is. Okay, I've got one guy that you should be buying from this Cowboys offense. We talked about how we don't love everybody else kind of in this offense. There's one player that I'm buying. Uh, we'll get to that uh, right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with their targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates at LinkedIn Jobs and connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL. To post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Kate, I want to ask you first. Is there anybody from this offense outside of CD Lamb that you are interested in buying this offseason? I'm kind of all in on Dalton Schultz. Uh, and I'm I, I don't know if that's cheating though, Marcus, because he is a free agent and we don't really know what we're going to expect, right? Like I, I think Okay, tell uh, tell the audience what you expect to happen with Dalton Schultz because I think he's a buy. Maybe I'm cheating though if if we're not planning on Dalton Schultz making a return. But uh, tight end six over the last three seasons on average um, just has played really really efficiently. Seventeen touchdowns over the last three years. That's uh, the fifth most among any tight end. Um, 2000 receiving yards in that span, like Dalton Schultz has been the guy and he's functioned essentially as like a wide receiver too for Dak Prescott. Yeah. And look at, and look at how he plays when he's with Dak compared to without Dak, right? We have well, Cooper rush started five games this year. Uh, he started a game last year. He just didn't put up great numbers with rush. In fact, the five games that he played with Cooper rush, he had a total of 18 yards. So you kind of have to throw away the, those stats, but whenever, Schultz is playing with Dak. He's really good. And we saw the playoff game against Tampa, 95 yards and two touchdowns against the 49ers, five catches, 27 yards and a touchdown. Like one of Dak's go-to receivers. Schultz is going to end up in one, one of two places this offseason. It's number one, the Cowboys on a long-term deal or number two, the chargers on a long-term deal. Uh, Dalton Schultz and Kellen Moore are very close. The Chargers have some cap space. They could use a more reliable tight end that can block and do some things in the short to intermediate portions of the field. I'm not worried about Dalton Schultz's landing spot. If he lands with the Cowboys, fantastic. We know what we're getting. If he lands with the Chargers, fantastic. We know he can succeed in that offense with an awesome quarterback. So 
I think Dalton Schultz is a buy at his current price tag. So, I mean, I, I think like, again, all of the question marks about this team is what makes these players valuable, right? Looking at dynasty league football, the ADP from the month of January, Marcus, do you know where Dalton Schultz was drafted on average? It probably was being drafted as what? Tight end 10, tight end 11, tight end 11. Yeah. Behind Greg Dulcich. Yeah, that makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, behind Pat Fryermuth, Darren Waller, Evan Ingram. Like, I actually would be inclined to take Dalton Schultz over all of these guys, uh, just in terms of the Ingram one's interesting just because he had such a big year, but I he had agree. such a big year, but we're we're also adding Calvin Ridley into into the mix. There's another body that's going to be floating around in Jacksonville. And out of that entire list of names, um, Dalton Schultz feels like he has the highest ceiling. He's 26 years old. We've already seen the production. 26, Kate. 26. Like, we've got time, baby. We've got – that is that is the ripening age for tight ends, Marcus. That He is just starting to ripen. If he were a banana, he would be Uh, ripe. Yes. I I would also mention, if – and this is actually a buy that I would just make right now because it's cheap and you can do it and kind of protect yourself. Let's say Dalton Schultz does go to the the, the Chargers this offseason. Jake Ferguson, the, the tight end the Cowboys drafted in the fourth round last year, got on the field quite a bit this season, was pretty productive when he got opportunities. The Cowboys like him a lot. I think Jake Ferguson, who's being drafted on average, is like tight end 25, 26 that's a that's a good speculative buy just in case Schultz does leave. Uh, let's move on to the Bills, Kate. We don't really have to talk about the most valuable dynasty assets here because it's Stephon Diggs if you're playing in a one-quarterback league, right? If it's a super flex league, it's Josh Allen. Um, but I want to ask you about Gabe Davis. What are you doing with Gabe Davis this offseason? Are you, are you buying him? Are you selling? Are you holding? What are you doing here? Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I think the sell window for Gabe Davis feels like it's passed, right? Like that I'd like to sell Gabe Davis, but I need to know who's buying Gabe Davis. Cause I feel like generally speaking, the, the vibes aren't good, Marcus. Uh, just they're, they're really, really not good. I, I, I don't know. Um, like what is the market? for Gabe Davis. Cause I, I, I was kind of out to begin with. I said this all off season last year that I had this feeling that Gabe Davis was going to finish like as a, you know, a low end wide receiver two, maybe high end wide receiver three, but the journey to get there was going to be volatile and nauseating. And that was exactly what we got. Um, but right now being ranked, uh, drafted on average as the wide receiver 39, um, that value, like it almost makes me want to buy because like, I think we've almost overcorrected a bit. Um, we know the ceiling is sky high. The, The biggest issue for me seems to be whether or not the bills believe in him as a true wide receiver one. It feels like that's fading a little bit. Um, I'm kind of at a loss for Gabe Davis. Uh, some recent trades to give you some idea on value. Gabe Davis for a second, um, a 2023 20, second. 100% in. All day. Gabe Davis? Okay. Yes. Um, how about but Gabe Davis? Because, hey, just really quick. I'm sorry. I, 
been watching a lot of the receivers for this year's class at the Senior Bowl, and just you know, you're not going to get a better player than Gabe Davis in the second round of your rookie drafts. You're just not, especially not an offense that's as dynamic as Buffalo. Yeah, um, and that, you know, as as high upside as you know the Buffalo offense to be, there are quite a few trades uh, that have happened within the last two weeks where Gabe Davis was traded for a second round pick. It seems like that's kind of the market. Um, I'm seeing well, two, three, should... four trades uh, where he went for a second round pick, and I would take Gabe Davis there for the ceiling. This is a really old wide receiver class coming into the rookie draft because of some of the, you know, the 2020 season was weird because of the COVID rules and all that kind of stuff. So like some of your top receivers in this class are 23, 24 years old. Davis doesn't turn 24 until April. I, I, I just, you're locked into a guy that has, you know, has steadily gotten better each of the last three years. This was the best season he's had to date despite playing two fewer games than he did before. He's course touchdowns. He's got some big play potential. He's attached to Josh Allen. I, I, I think he can buy. Yeah, I like again coming into this podcast. I I don't really, I I didn't look at the value before the podcast. I was I was looking at the stats. I was con- you know like drops mean absolutely nothing for fantasy football specifically. But the, the only reason that I think you consider them with Gabe Davis really is the fact that, um, you know, drops mean uh, maybe less reliability. Maybe they mean a little bit of frustration uh, on behalf of the offense. Um, I I do think that there's a lot of room for a bounce back. Um, I think maybe we've a little bit, uh, overcorrected on his price tag there. He's getting the opportunities. He's getting those opportunities with one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. And uh, like we said, we know that drops aren't overly important because you know who led the Buffalo Bills in drops this year? Bobby Diggs. It was Stefan Diggs. Uh, obviously, he got more targets, so that's like to be expected. The drop rate is is lower, but I'm just saying, like we you know, drops don't matter for fantasy. You don't lose points for drops. Um, and Gabe Davis has been on an upward trajectory. Yep. Let's not, I don't know. Let's not hit the panic button just yet. I think he can bounce back. By the way, I'm drinking out of my pills coffee mug today. Wow. I have <laughs> Cowboy jersey in the background. So very, very festive. Um, you and I are both buying Gabriel Davis. But that's actually not the player that I'm buying the most of this offseason from the Buffalo Bills. I can't wait to talk to you about that. Today's episode is brought to you by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you because you know what's better than not doing your taxes? Everything. Everything is better. Uh, I hate doing my taxes. But TurboTax uh, experts can relieve you from the stresses of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Uh, show your eyes that you don't have to do taxes. Don't waste your time. Uh, you can go out, go play golf, go go watch some wide receiver tape. I've been watching the Senior Bowl guys the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week, that's been a lot of fun. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring that your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. It feels so good to be done with your taxes. I know my wife and I, we stress about tax season all year long because of some of our work stuff. Uh, it's great to just get it all done. Go to TurboTax.com. 
uh, to learn more at Intuit TurboTax. Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about what the one player that we uh, should be buying from the Buffalo Bills this offseason. Can you guess who it is? Is it James Cook? It is James Cook. Um, this one feels almost too obvious. Well, before I get into my spiel, our you have theme a whole of spiel, the podcast. Huh? Yeah. Theme of the podcast this offseason is what? Every running back is a sell, right? Mm-hmm. You look at where running backs are ranked and how you feel about them. Every single one is basically a sell. Except I think there's some value in guys like James Cook who are being drafted outside of the top 25 right now. I thought James Cook was really good as a rookie. Average 6.2 yards per touch, almost 700 yards from scrimmage. We know Devin Singletary is a free agent. Uh, our guy Zach Moss is gone out of the equation. Neil hey. Hines is really hey. just a special teams guy. I could see James Cook getting conservatively like 200 touches next year and being a 1,100-yard runner and scoring seven touchdowns, and that's right in RB2 territory. Yeah, I think we saw a lot of upside um, here. James Cook was just – it felt like the momentum was always there, and this was my complaint when – uh, Zach Moss was in the offense. Now I'm not saying that James Cook is Zach Moss, um, <laughs> but the issue with the Buffalo Bills in their run, uh, their run game has been the lack of consistency, right? Like the, the notion that this team continues to lean on Josh Allen in almost to a fault, right? Like yeah. there was yeah. this, uh, excellent, excellent episode uh, of the Ringer podcast right before the divisional round. And they talked about how they asked Josh Allen to play superhero, right? And he, but he does it and he loves it. And like, it's not like they're asking him to be Superman and he's like, guys, can we rely on the run game? No, he shows up uh, in his cape and his tights and he's like, yeah, I want to play Superman. And that's not a way to uh, that's not sustainable, right? No. Like, especially as, as Josh Allen ages um, and continues to get some of that wear and tear on his body. Like you need to have some sort of consistency in the run game and they continue to deviate from the run game, even when it's working time and time again. So that is like the, the number one concern with James Cook, but He's the answer to the problem. So, yes. it, but the Buffalo Bills need to wake up and and realize that uh, before we can start to to fix things. Because I, I think there's a lot of upside here with James Cook. And uh, can, how do they can, unlock it? Yeah, I have a, a question for you. Um, how many touches a game would James Cook need to average in your mind to be like a consistent weekend? RB2? Uh, 14 to 16. Okay. I think that's... I, I think, think 14, that's doable. Yeah. I, the, the reason I ask this is because in the, the second half of the season, he was averaging 10 touches a game, right? I don't think it's all that crazy to expect him to get three more carries and one more reception a game next year, especially if Devlin Singletary is gone. Even if he comes back, like, I think they were a little cautious at the beginning of the season not to overwork him and get him involved in the offense. I think going into year two, could we see him average 11 carries a game and three receptions? I think so. On an offense like this, 
if he's continuing to average six yards a touch, we're talking about a really, really solid RB2 that's cheap right now. Yeah. Now, it, Devin Singletary is scheduled to hit free agency in 2023. Um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Buffalo Bills bring him back. Um, I, I think especially with the number of running backs, you know, hitting the free agency market in 2023, that is going to push down the value of Devin Singletary significantly because he's got a lot. He's got a lot of big names to compete with, right? In that contract market, you've got Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, um, David Montgomery. Like there are a lot of bigger names. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all based on uh, kind of the relationship and fit that we've seen with David Montgomery. Clearly this team really likes him. I think there's still a place for him here. Um, But the draft capital that they invested in James Cook does signal that they're maybe ready for a change of guard and maybe Devin Singletary morphs into that change of pace back, um, which feels better suited for him yeah. given his size and his role. I, I think there's a chance that Devin Singletary could come back and James Cook could still be everything that we're just talking about. In fact, you could even make an argument that Devin Singletary coming back would actually help his value compared to, let's say they brought in David Montgomery right instead of Devin Singletary that would make me more nervous because it feels like Devin Singletary excuse me it feels like David Montgomery could do more of the inside running and then they would pigeonhole James Cook as just the passing back I I just think at his current price tag as RB 27 going behind guys like Rakad White Cam Akers Tyler Algier I, I kind of just like James Cook at that value yeah, uh, 5.3 rushing yards per attempt uh, in his rookie season, 22 missed force tackles. Um, and, you know, against other uh, rookies, maybe not overly impressive on the stat sheet because we actually had uh, some decent rookie production in terms of the running back position. Damian Pierce, Tyler Algier, Kenneth Walker, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, like all of these guys had really solid seasons, but what I think is interesting is the the fact that James Cook produced pretty similar stats, um, yeah. but on many fewer touches, right? Yeah. Uh, w- there's a lot to like about James Cook and, and the upside. It's just we have to trust that the Buffalo Bills are going to get this offense back on track. Um, and by get it back on track, I mean let Josh Allen do his thing, but you With need Josh to Allen supplement. Cook. Huh? Said let Josh Allen cook. Let Josh Allen James cook. Yes, there you go. Yeah, it, like uh, yeah. we we just need to supplement that game. We need to to. I think rely. it'll happen as as Allen gets a little bit older. It it just makes sense that he would. I mean, I, I not just to tie this back up with the Cowboys. We saw it happen with Dak, right? Dak, extremely heavy runner early on in his career. Now he suffered an injury that forced him to become more of a pocket passer. Obviously, we hope that doesn't happen with Josh Allen, but. You could see as Dak was getting older, he was just running less and less. Kind of hope that happens with Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I think uh, you're you're in a good point. Now, after what we've seen this season, I think uh, my only question for you, Marcus, has Josh Allen lost any value in Dynasty no. Leagues? Because uh, people are hitting the panic button right now. No, big time. not at all. Bye. No. No, by by Josh Allen. I, I agree. He's QB one right now. Uh, not far behind is Patrick Mahomes. Just a couple of draft spots on average. But um, yeah, if if there are people panicking on Josh Allen, don't forget about that 
uh, UCL injury that he'd played through yeah. all season and go by if you can. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And on Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes, Lockdown NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you'd get the Lockdown Dynasty podcast. Go check us out on YouTube. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your first football-free weekend since, what, early August? We'll be back next week. Get get you ready for the uh, Super Bowl and continue to review some more teams from the 2022 season.